0: What is up, everyone? Welcome to Culture. I am your host, Leslie Lee Third. This is the post Dynamite show, but folks, Dynamite is still going on. First time ever, I think. May begin to overrun on Dynamite. Big show, big match. Hope your TVRs were set correctly. But, looks. Like, the end has come to CM Punk's undefeated reign. Thought we were going to get overrun, but Punk was not able to do it. MGF was able to get it done in time. Absolutely. Great match. Great match. Great match. I'm rewinding to see exactly how MJF oh, did it. Right oh, he had some, yeah, he, he had some knucks He had some in his trunk, and he was able to take the victory. Congratulations to MJF on winning the main event of that big Dynamite card. And, folks, we have a special guest to talk wrestling with us. You can call in, of course, anytime you want. You're you're always invited to call in on Culture. We can talk about AEW. We can talk about other pro wrestling. We're definitely going to talk about Vince McMahon (laughs) firing his own son. We're definitely going to be talking about that. Um, But, of course, you can call in anytime you want to talk about anything at all um, on the call-in app. But we have a special guest today. I'm so excited uh, to have them on because it's so rare as a wrestling fan to find people whose wrestling opinions really, really vibe with. And this is someone who I, I feel like has such a high level of understanding of professional wrestling. Just absolutely, I love their work. You can check check it out at scholarandelbow.com. Tamaya Greenlee, thank you so much for joining us on Culture.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm really excited to be here and uh, hear what we have in store to talk about. <laughs> Yes, I mean we
0: we're it, it's freewheeling out here. I'm with culture with this show. I'm kind of just you know taking easy. If you haven't heard my show, Struggle Session, Patreon dot com slash Struggle Session or sesh.plus dot plus or sesh.show, We you know we have these very structured discussions about all uh, movies, pop culture, what have you. But in culture, we're gonna play a little bit by ear. We're gonna have fun with it. Like I did not know that we were gonna be talking about. Uh, Brian Kendrick's old conspiracy video videos. I had no idea that would be a topic of discussion, but we can get into it. Uh, The (laughs) apology has already come. The apology letter has already come. I'm going to go out and say it. I, I, I am in general. I think, you know, anything, anybody says, I don't care how bad it is. I I have a pretty standard rule. Five year statute of limitations, five year statute of limitations. You have to get them. Within five years, otherwise it maybe doesn't count. But no. may, I'm just saying, just in general, just a, a general five years, you get you get you can apologize. This has been ten years now with Brian Kendrick. <laughs> now, and it's you know, I, I it's hor- horrific things he says, but it must be put in the context of this era where Brian Kendrick. And Paul London were just making, getting super stoned and making these weird I, shoot videos.
1: Okay. So not, bizarre. None of hothead friends are anti Semitic. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> but it, it was very weird. Like, he would always, like, every, like, the main thing, like, they thought every reality was virtual reality. They, they subscribed to the theory that, uh, the guy who makes, uh, Rick and Morty believes that our reality is, is like the Matrix. All right. And so they just kept, Amping up all these, they just kept believing in all these weirder and weirder conspiracy theories. I do remember
1: that. Yeah,
0: and eventually, if you do go down that rabbit hole, you will get to anti-Semitism. Absolutely uh, 100,000%. At least Holocaust now. At the very least, Holocaust now. You 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 have to get there.
1: I will say, though, I do remember this time, um, and... I feel like I'm okay to admit it because of, again, statute of limitations. But this was around the time when um, I feel like you could illegally download things and it wasn't so bad because everyone else was doing it. Um, And so (laughs) (laughs) I hope that doesn't sound that terrible. It's one of those things that I was like, I really wanted to tweet it, but I don't want someone to get on me for um, piracy when everyone was doing piracy. But I definitely downloaded... There, I forget what it's even called, but the shoot video where he and London just talk about everything, and it was so out there. I didn't even get to the Holocaust denial.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That I mean, and we if we actually went back and watched that shoot interview, there's plenty of stuff in there. Yeah, that people would object to, and I think there. That's gonna be true for a ton of wrestlers even wrestlers who perhaps were just in the main events of this show if we really go back and look at what people have said online a, a lot especially wrestlers who i you know not to generalize maybe don't always have the most nuanced opinions and takes especially when they're younger i think there's a lot of people who would be a lot of hot water about a lot of things so that's why i kind of have like if you can come correct, if you apologize, you, you get like you you can get a second chance because they they're, they're uh, otherwise it's like, who would you even put on the show? If you really start like really I, going down like I some have a of twofold
1: the- question then. OK, so my first one, do you think he came correct on that?
0: I don't know yet. I don't know yet. It has to be... he. The apology, I think, so far is good. The apology, I think he's in a good place at the initial apology. But he has to do some kind... He has to go through... He has to show the work. He has to show the work. He, has to show he the does work. have
1: to show the work. But one thing that I wish he would have said was, like, why? Like, go into more depth. If you're really going to go into it, go into it. Say what was happening in your life that you thought, oh, the Holocaust isn't real. And um, maybe explain how you realized you're an asshole uh, for even saying that. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. And then probably go on to uh, talk about, to me, one of the huge elephants in the room is the fact that he was slated to be on a program with someone who is very vocal about anti-Semitism in MJF. MJF has said wonderful things um, calling attention to this issue and calling out people who are grossly anti-Semitic on social media, Um, and so to appear on the same program uh, with someone who feels so strongly um, as he should and to not be real about what you did and actually take accountability it's to me inauthentic until you're actually going to say what you did and why
0: yeah I'm thinking of the example of Frank Miller is a good example they're because uh, Frank Miller after nine eleven, you know, I I uh the comic book artist mm. uh, Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. uh he kinda went off the reactionary deep end after nine eleven. And there's a underred interview, I think, from a few years ago, where he does talk about like why he went there, what he was going through in his personal life, why he it cha- why he changed, why he mm. has you know, he he did everything you basically uh, said people should do and we just don't Get we just don't see that that often So I I always bring up that Interview because he basically just said Well I lost my mind um, and I, I, Horrible things were happening in my Personal life and I was taking it Out on the world and I'm sorry And that's what you gotta see and that's what We gotta see from Brian Kendrick that's yeah. what you gotta see From Brian Kendrick and I, I, I hope agree. we do see it I hope we do see it. I'm I'm ruined for him I'm ruined for a lot Of these people who have You know said things that are inappropriate, hurtful, you know? I mean, it's happening yeah. all over. Even Whoopi. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg for basically for the same okay, thing who, as Brian. Who, who, whoopi's, whoopi's a whole other... Whoopi's a, whoopi's 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 a whole thing. Whoopi's a whole thing.
1: Whoopi's a repeat offender. <laughs> yes,
0: Whoopi, I mean, I remember the blackface. The
1: black face of... <laughs> yep. One of my
0: earliest <laughs> memories.
1: Someone America. put on my timeline, um, Whoopi saying that, um, mel gibson wasn't a racist uh he was I, I forget what she said but it's like no he was racist yeah you can say
0: mel gibson's a right ra- it's so weird mel gibson like always kind of had a hood pass because a lethal weapon but he was still really racist I, I feel so i feel like his his, his, his <laughs> I, tastes were in VH, vh his tastes were in vhr uh VCRs in the hood is what I mean. I, I, don't I know will if he had say a hood my dad fast. was
1: a big Mel Gibson. Yeah, that's fast. what. That's all I okay. mean. For me. yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean, he actually came to the hood. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like
1: we we watched. I don't think he would.
0: Yeah, I know. it's not things not. he said. Although I do have to mention that his his son actually came on Struggle Session one time. You sweet kid, yeah. sweet kid, did see? Really? Yeah, he was very nice, very kind, very down to earth. Very to chill. talk about what? Oh, he was. He produced the movie. That was actually, believe it or not, it was like a, a pro immigrant horror movie. It was a pro, it was like, it was it like, it, it takes place, it's it on the border. Oh God, I wish I could pull up the name. But if you look up on IMDb, I'm sure somebody can find it. But um, yeah, I really, um, it, it was a, like a, you know, a movie that came out right. It was actually filmed like before Trump took office. And it was like, when it came out, it was like very timely. And one of the few, I think, uh, really timely horror movies. Let me uh, check if I can look up uh, the name of of that. While uh, Tamaya, why don't you tell people
1: who you are while I uh, look that up? All right. Um, well, my name is Tamaya Greenlee. I'm on Twitter, a scholar and elbow. I have a website called scholarandelbow.com. dot um, I am a writer. Uh, I write my own articles with research that I've done uh, with wrestlers. Um, I'm sorry. I usually speak better than this, but I wasn't expecting to be <laughs> thrown. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. Sorry. I just threw it to you right <laughs> no, quick. No, I'm so no, sorry. Okay.
1: I'm adapting. <laughs> I'm, adapting. I'm, I'm I'm on my feet. Um, But I also just kind of do whatever I want with wrestling. Like, I don't know. I'm in this phase in my life where I write. I do photography. Um, I sometimes write for places like Fightful um, I have an article in the last magazine about deathmatch wrestling. I do a lot of stuff with deathmatch wrestling um, and I have one coming up that I'm very excited about. Uh, Sometimes I ring announce, sometimes I do commentary. Um, Yeah, just pretty much anything that I I think, you know, that looks like something I want to do. Uh, But mostly my heart is in writing and doing things with wrestling and academia. Um, so I'm excited. I'm going to be doing a presentation at uh, the Pop Culture Association um, conference on serialization.
0: Oh, I saw that. That looked really, yeah. really awesome. So
1: I'm, I'm really excited about that. That's where the Scholar Novo came from, actually. Uh, I was doing I had started my Ph.D. program and it was about pro wrestling. I was doing all my writing about pro wrestling. Um, because that's what I wanted my specialization and my dissertation to be in. Um, But I'm not doing that anymore. And so I've gone the independent scholar route, um, even though my writing kind of varies uh, into whatever I feel like and whatever tone is appropriate.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, because when I read your stuff, I I, I like it so much. And I saw that you lived in Japan for a while as I did. I think I, I yeah. and I'm surprised we didn't, I mean, there's not that many black people in Japan go to I, wrestling yep. shows. I, I'm I would have, I, I feel
1: other. like it would have been like the rest of the crowd blurring and we would have seen <laughs> each other. Cause let me tell you, I went to, um, Wrestle Kingdom, uh, when, uh, it was Kenny versus Jericho. What was that? 14? I don't know. Um, and, I felt like I had almost a culture shock seeing how many foreigners were there (laughs) because I was just like, you guys are all in the country, too, because you go to so many of these shows and, you know, the only foreigners are the ones wrestling. And so I would leave the, the venue, like the main room. I don't know if this happened to you. And someone would be doing a signing, and they'd make eye contact with you, like what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it happened all the time. In fact, I've met some of my—I met my best friend, my my best man, at my wedding. I met just because he was another American at a wrestling <laughs> That's
1: show. That's awesome.
0: It is is really uh great. It, it, I, it was always nice to see people, and every so often, I was you would see people just on vacation uh, there for a little bit, uh, yeah. go to shows, and 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 sometimes they. They wouldn't even know that much about wrestling. They'd be just like, oh, some of some, my friends told me I had to go see this. What's yeah.
1: There? I mean, I got a bunch of friends to go. I They just were curious, especially my friends who heard about women's wrestling for the first time. Um, like, I got my friends to go to New Japan, NOAA, Stardom. Um, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, well, I'm in Japan. This seems different from what's happening in the U.S. And they really liked it.
0: That's so cool. I couldn't get a lot of my friends to go to wrestling shows while I was living in Japan. Because I, I was in the JET program. I, I'm sorry I to say. I was in JET too. Yeah, yeah. I, Where say, were most, you? I was in, um, I actually was in Yamanashi. Yamanashi.
1: Ah, Ishikawa.
0: Oh Ishikawa! Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, Yamanashi for people. In case you decide to go to Japan and sign up with the jet program, they don't let you go to Tokyo. But if you sign up for Yamanashi, nobody knows about it. It's, it's only a train ride away. Ishikawa. Oh, that's
1: awesome. Yeah,
0: that was that was a good hack. Like it was it was <laughs> so easy for me to go and see shows.
1: Uh, I was taking some trips. Yes. To go, like I'm literally. If you know where Tokyo is, if anyone's listening, and you go to the opposite coast, that's Ishikawa. Like, I was literally going across the country because <laughs> I either went to mostly Tokyo or Osaka. Um, so, yeah, I, I was a I was a night bus riding machine.
0: <laughs> All right. And so I did pull up the name of that movie that was Louis Gibson. Mel Gibson has nine children. That's why it took a while. Oh, to Really? I mean, it is part of his belief system.
1: You know, I'm I'm, I'm jumping on Wikipedia now because I did not know he procreated this much. Oh, yes.
0: I I mean, he's got to, you know, build up those numbers. I mean, they are experiencing a genocide, apparently.
1: (laughs) So he's got to build up. Did you know one (laughs) of his middle names is Column Sill?
0: I did not know that.
1: Interesting. Okay, column seal. That's such a that's such I, an interesting word. I you know this is a lot, <laughs> A lot
0: to take in. The mo- name of the movie is Happy Hunting, and even though it's made by the son of Mel Gibson, fairly left wing uh, movie and timely, and one of the few really besides um, some uh, one or two of the Purges that actually directly confronts the current political moment. So even though Mel Gibson may be a reactionary piece of shit, hey, at least <laughs> Louis Louis putting on something cool. All right. And we Absolutely. have our we have our first caller on the line. Hanzi, thank you so much for joining us. Tell me, what did you think about Dynamite? I have to say, first of all, you were right. You were right. MGF and Punk were gonna put on a great match. They both put on the gas i said last week to him i, I said hansi i said to you i don't know both these guys they tend to work a slower style i don't know if it really vibes both of them kicked it up a notch we got pepsi plunge we got reverse hurricane runs we got all kinds of stuff this was indie punk this was indie mjf hansi i know you must be happy with that main event and go ahead unmute buddy whenever you're ready it's down at the bottom might not be working. Might not be working. Hansi, are you on? Are you on? Let me see. Now, maybe Hanzi might... Let me see. I think he may be... At, let's, there you go. Oh, maybe it's not working. Sometimes the call-in app, but please, you can always call back in. Anybody wants to call in. Uh, Tamaya, what did you think of the show? What did you think of Dynamite?
1: I thought it was fun. Um, so, one thing about me, I am very bad at watching televised wrestling. Um, I, I'm very, I don't know, I'm a live show kind of person. I get yes. really into the atmosphere that live shows create. So for me, um, it's difficult watching something on a screen, and so I have to really want to see it. Um, but one thing that I really enjoyed um, that it doesn't seem like anyone else on my my timeline did really liked the Dan Lambert talking segments with Brandy and then just um, with Jake.
0: You know, I really do like, I like Dan Lambert because he's a heel that you actually dislike and I feel like a lot of people are just reacting to the fact that they're reacting correctly to him even though they don't know it.
1: Yeah, I think that's exactly it because he's so good at what he does and I think with Brandy too for me It's the authenticity of the delivery that I love, that they're not just saying words, which I think a lot of wrestling personalities just do. Um, Like it's it sounds like a real exchange and whether that's good or bad, depending on what they're saying is a whole other story. But to me, it's part of what I love about wrestling that I think is very hard to get um, presently. Yeah, it
0: feels those segments feel real. Dan Lambert feels real. I do wish there was less, a little bit less pointing out that the other parts of the show are fake in those. Segments. I did hate that. Yes, you don't want to do that. That's the WCW thing that they always would do, and never ever worked well. Like you don't want to do that. There's, you can call out other people w- in ways that still maintain the integrity of the whole, you know, facade.
1: I wonder where that comes from, if someone like is nudging him to say these things or what, because I hate, hate when people bring up um, like the behind the scenes terminology, uh, because even if in wrestling land, you can say, OK, people know a bad guys, a heel, a good guy's a face to talk about a heel or face turn to me is so it shouldn't exist. Yes. Like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense
0: in the context. No, exactly.
1: It it's not it's not real in that universe.
0: Yeah, it's like a like any zombie movie. The people don't know what zombies are, <laughs> you know, they don't say the word zombie. It sounds silly, maybe. It's somewhat, some somewhat similar uh to that. If you have any if you liked that segment, if you disliked that segment, call in. Let us know. What do you think about Dan Lambert? What do you think about Brandy Rose? Yeah,
1: because I love Brandy. I think Brandi's I love Brandy
0: so much. And one of the things I like about Brandy that I've seen in a lot of one, some, the thing that I, makes me like wrestlers more than anything else is when they start out not that great at it and just yes. keep going no matter what and yeah like i really i really appreciate that like some people you know it usually takes them one or two years you know pick two or three years uh, to kind of pick it up and they kind of get going brandy is just like everyone's told her she's bad everyone's told her she can't do it and she's just saying no i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it i had a baby i'm gonna come back and do it do it do it and i just love that about her
1: i think there's something about that that really um is something I personally respect uh, because looking back, a lot of my favorite wrestlers from WWF, WWE, um, I say WWF deliberately for that time period for women's wrestling, my favorites are always the people who chose to work to be better than they were because they didn't have to. And I think the same with Brandy. She literally does not have to. Um, And the fact that she does keep working harder And to me, she visibly improves. um, And she does have things that she's really good at. I think she's an excellent talker. I think she's excellent at interacting with the crowd and not letting them get to her, um, getting a reaction from the crowd. Uh, That's just something I admire that I think a lot of people kind of forget about, that not everyone is just great at something.
0: Yeah, when I see Brandy, I, I just see like, people I know, people in my family, people, women, black women I went to school with, she just seems like so genuine and real and she's diving into this Hyper masculine, hyper white world, and, and the last and, part, yep, yeah, and fa- and you know, failing at it and
1: still going. Okay, and going. I will say failing might be too much. Well, not, I, I mean,
0: well, I, I mean in the in the <laughs> in the success win way, it's like you fail to succeed, you know, like okay. yeah, you struggle and you get up. I don't mean like absolutely fail. Okay. Obviously, <laughs> she's doing great, but I mean she. She, she's been, I mean, she's gone through so much and she just keeps doing it without having to do it. And I re- just really re- respect and, that a lot.
1: And there are definitely worse wrestlers or just as bad wrestlers as Brandy. Um, but there's one difference that I think people judge Brandy on a lot harder. Um, and I, I feel like that's going to turn into a whole, whole other side rant. But misogynoir is real. And the reactions that she gets, sometimes I wonder what's behind it. Because this is very strong for no reason.
0: Well, yes. And I think that's, I think you could say that about Brandy and Nyla and Jade. Absolutely. definitely Uh, about
1: Jade. The things that
0: people say about Jade. Like, like, Jade has been not only, like, she not only has she always been as good as anybody could possibly expect. She is now quite a bit better, and she is rising to the occasion. I posted Very a picture. Quickly. I posted a picture of Jade when she won the TBS title with, with Okada when he won the IWGP title, and I do think that these are comparable things mm. because. Okada was not the man when he won the title. Mm-hmm. He was like, uh, he was like on an excursion where he was jobbing in TA. He comes back with like some jewelry on and all of a sudden he's the IWGP champion and he was forced to become what people, yep. believe, many people consider to be the greatest wrestler of all time. And I certainly think that Jade has risen to the occasion. Much more than anybody could have expected she's absolutely. Those, her she's absent, having absolutely great matches I, I really enjoy her matches i love her character i like as as she says when she is on t v you will stop and look and she is some and she is something special and unique and i absolutely think she should be a centerpiece of this and it's, and it's a lot to put on her it's a lot to ask of her, and she has risen to that occasion i've seen a lot of wrestlers put in these positions and not live up to the expectation yep but like you can't tell me that jade is not having better matches than like goldberg you know (laughs) for real
1: what (laughs) great wrestler goldberg yeah i mean yeah in comparison like yeah yeah,
0: like like in comparison like she's putting on better matches than goldberg with less experience in basically kind of like the same
1: spot so and even you know, harsher criticism.
0: Yes, harsher <laughs> criticism for some reason. Because people bought into Goldberg, didn't really care how many moves he did as long as he went out there and beat people up. And Jay's kind of making the same argument. Like, wh- I don't need to have a super long match. I go out there, I, beat, I look great, and I beat someone's and ass.
1: Honestly, look at her. She yes. looks like she was chiseled out of marble. She They're looks like, amazing. She looks like I she looks like a superstar. She would someone.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's gone. She's a killer. She's a killer. But I do want to mention. I love that. I, I before we. I want to skip out of the segment. But I did like that Paige Van Zandt is back in AEW. I love Paige Van Zandt so much. She's another like pe- person that people just legitimately hate and dislike. And I think she has a lot of value uh, to AEW.
1: I think the only question that I have with that is what are their intentions? Because they have a lot of people with a lot of value that held them apart. And I'm just, I, I kind of wonder what the long game is. Is there a long game? I wouldn't be mad if it was just a brief thing and then it was done. But I, I'm curious to know what they're doing with their time, even though, I do kind of understand um, where it seems like Tony's coming from where he's been very good at making the internet talk and I think a lot of what he does is bringing in those big names and making things happen that people are going to pay attention to so it makes sense but I I don't quite think they're at a point where they need that
0: so I feel... What I feel about this and Tony Khan's booking is very di- I think it's very different than what anybody else has done with wrestling and TV wrestling where like you said it is making those like this may this may be just one match it might take you know a three month feud and then we won't see Paige Vanzant for six months, which is how she would be booked if she were fighting in the UFC. And I think a lot of his and you see the similar thing with there where once she lost the title, she went away. Mm-hmm. But the next time she came back, it was a big match yep. with Deep, And he I think he and um, he did this with Andrade where, where you like he came on, had a big match. Don't see him for a month. But the next time he comes on, you get the video package, you get this, you get that. So I feel like just his booking style is such that he's really spacing this stuff out and he yeah. really is putting on this. He might have this one intense feud that doesn't, that seems to go on too long, but then when it ends, it's just done over. Yeah. With, and it's another thing. And, and neither of those two people who are in that feud will be on TV the next time. Like those two people have finished their story. Now it's time for a, a different story with different people and maybe even a different uh, division to take over. And it's a very, I feel like it's a very, it's, because he's booking so differently, you. You have to. We have to kind of adjust our judgment of the show because it's just trying to be a different show than any other weekly TV wrestling, which I think is a good and you know, necessary thing.
1: What one thing that I think is very interesting, and I'd love to hear from other people who have this kind of viewing background. Um, I'm a really big fan of soap operas and the way that he's booking to me is very reminiscent of soap operas, where you have so many people that you can't focus on every single episode. And so you rotate out who the regular cast is. So who's prominent, who just has maybe a feature walking in the background. Um, And I mean, that is good for longevity um, but i'm I'm curious to see how it plays out with pro wrestling
0: um, well we know first of all that um, um big Swole was not a big fan of this sort of booking because when she uh, did her talk she her uh, one of her complaints was not being on t v regularly when I think that for that's just not in the cards for a lot of the wrestlers that uh he assigned. like most of them will never be on tv regularly a lot of them will be on tv once or twice a month even if they get you know uh add an hour to rampage which i hope they don't do i really mm-hmm. just wish they would do oh, they would book dark book dark yeah. directly don't I, don't use it as tryouts. Don't. Try, yeah. I, I. don't want to see tryouts. I don't want to see tryouts on YouTube. It doesn't do anything for the wrestler trying out because this person is made and bidding this or that show and then they're getting beat up in three minutes on uh, AEW. I don't know wh- who that helps. It doesn't help. To it get- doesn't
1: help anyone. And there's something about being excited to see you know some of these big indie names. And then it's like, well, I know how this is going to go because they're booked on Dark. Like, yes. <laughs> it's not going to be a highly competitive match.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly think like if I were an indie wrestler who was making a name for myself, I would be like, I don't know, I don't think Tony Khan is going to be offended if I turn down the Dark booking. If it's, well, if it's good, but be everyone
1: different. wants to be booked by AEW. So yes. that's the dream that you get on Dark enough, and they they bring you in like. There are a couple names that I see and I think, oh, you know, they're definitely <laughs> going to assign them. But I agree with you. Having Dark, it needs to be something substantial. They, they can't do this for years on end.
0: Yeah. And there's no reason, like, not to. I know I, I from what I understand is uh, Tony Khan is the only one that books Dynamite now. I And. Yeah, and, you know, I guess there's only so many hours of the day, so Dark just doesn't really have booking. He has matches lined up. But I think if you bring, like, all the talent that they just have signed, you could put on amazing wrestling shows. Yeah. Every single week, you could have more more of these people feature. You could have, long, like, uh, Swole talked about how she had to pitch that storyline uh, that she uh, that she had with um, uh, I forget who, uh, but she had a long term storyline, or Joey Janela uh, uh, had a long term storyline. Mm. But they have to pitch it themselves and kind of it's push it very themselves.
1: Bizarre, yeah. It's, they don't, it's, mapped out.
0: Yeah, you got Dark and you got Dark Evolution. Like, you have so many wrestlers. Find (laughs) someone to book it.
1: I'm not mad at having side characters. Um, I know other people disagree having such a large roster um, and not having everyone featured equally. I I don't really care. Um, To me, if you have the programming, use it well. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I
0: am perfectly fine with people sitting on the bench, taking three months off, popping right. up once a month. I'm fine with all that. I actually like, I actually like the fact that I'm excited to see most of these wrestlers every time I see them, yeah. even ones I might not be super into. Like, I'm not super into Orange Cassidy, but I like him a lot better now that he's not on every week and he's mm. on. I, I do, I do. I like him a lot better now that he's not wrestling every week because now it feels a little bit more special. Yeah. But I do have to mention there was one thing on the show that I did not like. Did not like it. This might be controversial. This might get me canceled cuz everybody loves him. Everybody loves him. I don't Are know you what to say something about Danhausen. I don't know what Danhausen was adding to that uh opening match.
1: I I, I, I Danhausen was adding um being mentioned on Twitter by all the people excited to see Danhausen. That's what I mean when I say Todi Khan writes for the internet and things like that. I don't think they have anything for him necessarily as much as people giving him. Yeah, I like
0: that does that does a disservice to him because now I just see him mugging towards the camera <laughs> while his friend is getting his head caved in. Okay, My God Moxley, like, are they what? friends? I they just call them the best friends. So everyone's assume...
1: in best friends.
0: <laughs> yes. It, well, maybe not. Danielson says he's going to start pulling some people. He's going to start pull. He says he's going to pull Utah out of that stuff. I can see why. I mean, you're getting your head kicked in, and they bring in the guy <laughs> who's just like vamping on the outside, just like Vogan.
1: I would like, love that because I think Utah is great, but I would love him to get serious and just, you know, I to me, he feels like a side character in best friends, and he's much better than that. Like, it was cute at first, but now I think he's outgrown it.
0: Yes, yes. He's outgrown it. He can do more. I think this proposed Danielson faction sounds Rakeel. pretty cool.
1: Oh, my gosh. That would be so good.
0: Yeah, and you just don't get teams of, like, bad <laughs> This in America. It's so strange. Like, so <laughs> I guess in Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor did a few factions That's like this. That's what I
1: was thinking of, almost like um, – Generation Next.
0: Yeah, well, have you ever like have you ever considered a wrestling faction of just a bunch of tough guys? Like nobody has ever Like every faction always has like one tough guy usually, in the, uh, but not a whole faction of them. Oh, and Hanzi, you're back on the line. Hopefully, we can get you on, brother. How's it going, Hanzi? Hanzi is oh maybe the app's not unmuted. Okay, oh, here we okay. go. Hey.
2: What's up? Uh, Sorry about that earlier. I I hit the call-in button on accident.
0: Oh, okay. No problem. How's
2: it going? uh, uh, I felt the episode was kind of like one of their, like... I'm not going to say weaker ones, but it was obvious that it was, like, more built around the main event, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. I have a a big fight feel for something that you built up for, like, two months, right? I don't mind that the rest of the card kind of, like, just... Like you have good matches, but like I think that they, like the main mat like if you had like eighty surprises in this car- in this card and then you had the punk and MGF thing, it would have overshadowed it. Mm-hmm. I'm actually glad that they did the main event and even though it wasn't like the best worked match on the planet i do like the old school elements of it like it did feel to me like a piper hogan in a way
0: really hansi i had the opposite reaction i thought this was like watching the old cm punk stuff but maybe i maybe maybe i haven't watched that stuff in a while because i i because i told you last week i thought it was going to be too slow but i thought they really both kind of kicked their shit up a notch a little bit higher than they usually go but you thought it was mm-hmm. a little bit more uh pulled back than i did that's interesting
2: well well no, no, no. i think to- i think they paced themselves good mm. T- t- toward towards the end, uh, I, I I just felt like the, the the false finish that was kind of WWE ish, and I wish uh, AEW would get away from like like stuff that's been more in WWE tropes, like restarting the main event and all that. I would have actually not minded if they ended it the way they ended it the first time.
0: I actually, when I saw that, I was like, oh wait, that's kind of a brilliant ending, especially it ending so early and so mm. like that would have re- been.
1: Because I was looking at the clock too,
0: I thought that was actually quite a brilliant ending. Now they had a great, they did a bunch of great stuff after that, but you know what? Sometimes you just got to you just cut it there. I will say, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go, please.
1: I was going to say the reason that worked for me is because MJF won in the end. I would have hated it if they had that false finish and then Punk won. Oh yeah, because I was very afraid of the cheap hometown win. Um, which is cute sometimes, but annoying. Um, but the fact that he cheated in one and then cheated in one, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it,
2: it'll give, it'll give his character like good bragging rights for like the next few weeks, whatever. Cause I do, I do think that they'll, I think this, this feud still feels fresh enough where you mm-hmm. can. Match at a pay per view at a pay per view, and then I do think that they'll do. That they may do a rubber match, and I do think that like the winner of that rubber match will probably end up facing Hangman Page at Double or Nothing because people have like stated they probably would have MJF defeat Hangman Page at uh, Double or Nothing. I, I I think you can wait till All Out to do that. I I, I don't know if you should do that now, but. As you know, uh, before I go, I don't want to waste all your time because you guys are already doing a great conversation. Uh, I'm in agreement with you guys of having Brian with like all these badasses in the group, man. Because I was actually hoping that would be the case with like, uh, Mustafa, like Mustafa Ali was like, mm. and he was doing the cattle mutilation on one of his videos, and I think, yeah, because 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 Brian actually in WWE from 205 Live, Brian actually handpicked Ali. To come from 205 Live because he wanted to work with them, right? Because apparently that was the original main event um, that wasn't supposed to be Kofi and Brian at Mania. So... If 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 Ali is like one of Brian's guys, that would be actually really really amazing. And and you know, Leslie. Before I go, I gotta say that uh, I hope you do the Soprano discussion again. I enjoyed you and your wife uh, talking about it, man. It was really really good. But I'm glad that you're back on the train watching it again,
0: man. All right, thank you so much, Hansi. Yeah, I'm gonna keep watching and keep checking out. We'll definitely talk more. I yes. The sopranos. Oh, such a great show. I only watched the first season and the last season what? of it so far. <laughs> only because, well, because my partner betrayed me, of course. It was extreme <laughs> betrayal. Um, I started watching it. I got through the first season. Next time we get back to it, we're on season six. Okay. I guess I have no say in this. but I, <laughs> But I absolutely thought it was a brilliant show. I think watching season one and season six actually showed me like how just how absurdly evil the characters are, even better than if I watched it all the way through. Because yeah. I think you see it's more the of their humanity in the middle probably. But I just like saw the yeah. intro and then I saw like how depraved they were. I was like, okay. Yeah. I thought it was pretty it was pretty effective. I think it was pretty effective. But thank you so up. much. Thank you so much, Hansi, for that uh, great call. If you want to call in, please do so. I'm just rewatching some of the main event. I, man, it was a really great match. Um, I really uh, enjoyed it. I think, you know, th- just, the, just the idea. Th- so this wasn't for a title, but it was just a match. And people cared about CM Punk and MGF Wrestling because they care about these two characters and they care about who wins and who loses the match. I think it's a disgrace that WWE literally could not do something like this or, or at least not with great difficulty. Like how could you get two people? These are two wrestlers who neither of whom has the title mm. and neither has wrestled for the title. How could you get people to care about a four or five minute Main event of two guys who maybe you would call you know, mid carders, uh, <laughs> possibly in a match that's not for any stakes other than I want to beat you and prove I'm better than you so I can move up the rankings. Uh, and and I like the, the
1: storytelling that they did with it too. I think that's a great example of how every match can matter and every feud can matter without there being, you know, a title on the line.
0: Yeah, every like AEW does such a great job even very quickly with those i remember i it just keeps sticking in my mind the sheeta d promo video Mm -hmm. it's like 90 seconds haven't seen either of these women in like five years on tv but in 90 seconds i was like holy shit i gotta watch oh good yes like and 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 go ahead
1: Oh no! I'm sorry. I, keep, I feel like I can never get my timing right.
0: <laughs> you know, it, it's it's a real thing because all these apps, there's like a signif- There's a real lag in order to get us because because obviously our voice is traveling over the internet. Mm. I don't know why am I even saying it? this is stupid. Everybody knows this, but I, <laughs> I feel like I like a lot of podcast listeners don't know this. That's that's why there's so many awkward pauses because yeah. it's just like your freaking Zoom call. We're not actually synced oh up. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I was just going to say what I really appreciated was the dual storytelling that went on in that last match, because when Wardlow came out, I was practically like screaming in my head, all this was, (laughs) But, (laughs) but I was screaming in my head because I thought they were going to do a really cheap finish where Wardlow comes out and screws one of them out of the win. Um, and I liked how subtle it was. um, I think that restraint was a very, very good decision. Um, and I think it did more for advancing both of those stories than just pulling the trigger on the Wardlow MJF right then.
0: Yeah, all he did was put his hand on the ropes.
1: CM mm-hmm. Punk got, turned his back on his opponent. You can't. That's, that not, question, that, that's not that dirty. And that question of, it, who is he out here to screw? Like, just not knowing what his intentions are or what he's trying to foreshadow, I thought was so good.
0: Yeah, I dig, I dig it so much. I did. I really like Wardlow. And every time I see Wardlow, I see a guy who, if he was in WWE, I would change the channel every time. Yes. screen. Yes, absolutely. And, but now I am absolutely riveted and, uh, Every time I see him, I want to know yeah, where he's going. I want to know ma- what he's thinking. I like his matches. I am into War- Wardlow. I never would have
1: been into this type of guy. in uh, Yeah, company. I'm the same way. Because I don't know what it... Well, I think I do know what it is about his squash matches. That one, they're believable. And just the chemistry that he's had with um all of those guys has been so good. Because I, I could see him doing something very similar without having the depth of character. Um, And I, because I I think that's what makes Wardlow appealing here is that you can understand his motivations and that he's not just, you know, a big strong guy doing big strong guy stuff. Um, He can do that, but they allow him to have more of a personality outside of that.
0: And I'm glad they're like M- the MJF treating him like shit thing. He like Warlow knows he's being treated like shit, right? But like like he's not a, he's not just some you know dumb jabroni who doesn't yeah, know. Not- like he gets it, but he know he's biding his time,
1: exactly he's
0: picking his spot. He's thinking about his next move because as anyone know in AEW, if you don't have a crew, you don't have anything. And he right. just, he sees the value in being. You know, taking that from MJF, even uh, for now, because it benefits him because he has a crew now and he's tied to this big uh, main a uh, now main event star.
1: And the logic too of the storytelling that it's not going to come out of nowhere. You know, when he does finally break free from MJF, I, I like that everything he does. It's very purposeful, and it's just a little bit more of that story, you know, instead of just giving us one completely harsh turn. Um, I just think that it's a story that I've grown more invested in over time. And following that match, I'm actually really excited for the next episode uh, to see what's going to happen with that.
0: Yes, I'm very excited for that. but. Before we go, because it's getting late, we yeah. have to talk about Nyla Rose. Yes. The Nyla This is the Nyla Rose victory party. I called the shot on Twitter. I said Nyla Rose was going to beat Ruby Soho. And she did. And, and not she gonna did.
1: lie, that was my favorite match of the night.
0: Oh yes. Mine too. Mine as well.
1: I just think Nyla's so good at what she does. And Vicky too, like. I think that she and Ruby have such great chemistry Um, and I just it's it's hard for me to watch Nyla dominate and then, you know, wonder when they're going to put the title back on her. I hope that's where we're going, because every time I just I fear who's going to get the shot next.
0: I really, I'm a big fan of Nyla Rose. I I love this match, and what I wish, I wish that Nyla Rose could do like a a couple of tours of Japan because I think she would be so so great over there. I would. When did she
1: she did a she did tour Japan?
0: Yes, I think. But
1: what promotion do you know?
0: I I, I forget off the top of my head. I don't
1: let me. It wasn't one of the big ones.
0: Yeah, I don't believe so.
1: Was it like Marvelous or. Yeah,
0: I think it was. It was Marvelous. Marvelous. Yes.
1: Yeah, because I would love to see her with some different talent.
0: Although Marvelous is pretty good spot for her. She probably learned a lot. You can tell she learned a lot. From that side, yeah. but I w- would love to see her do more in Japan. Like, I would like, I would, I know she has a. I, you know, you hate to move a whole wrestler's family overseas for good wrestling, but hey, annihilators, I think maybe you should consider going over there, just killing some uh
1: Joshi for a bit. So for good, just with where she is right now in her career and what the Joshi scene looks like, there's so many places that I could see her.
0: Yes, yes uh but that that's just a pipe dream for now but i i just when i see her I, now i do see like um, uh, amazing kong i see aja kong mm-hmm. i'm seeing and but like she has like even more like agility and that, that knee drop she does is just mm-hmm. my favorite move maybe in all of AEW i loved it i loved her power bomb at the end i love that she won this match uh i am very <laughs> happy for nyla
1: I agree. I thought that was an excellent match. It ended just as I thought it should have. Um, So now the question is always is where do they go next?
0: Where do they go next? See, and here's the thing. Maybe, maybe nowhere. Maybe this was just cause they've been building up this Nyla Ruby uh, few for a little bit, but maybe it's just like, okay, we're going to put Nyla on TV Give her this big win, and then maybe she's going to go away for a couple weeks because mm. then it's going to be uh, Brandy and Paige Van Zant or someone else, you know, coming in. Like I don't know. If we we have like since the um, big um, Cherry Bomb uh, Anna Jay, that what? Whole, be, yeah put that, some respect on the bunny. Yeah, bunny. Well, oh, <laughs> I, I I know her. As, I know her as Cherry Bomb uh, originally. She's evolved. I I I like the name Cherry Bomb. I always call it I, I like Cherry. I like I like her a lot. I always forget Do, that she was Cherry Bomb. Yeah, yeah. I always liked the name. I thought I, I was surprised she didn't go back to it after uh, Allie actually. But the bunny, but after that match, amazing match, stellar match, have any of them had matches on TV since? Yeah. I just Yeah, it's it's but it's it's like, yes, that was a great moment, and now we're getting great moments with other people, but it's hard. To, you know, but you do want more from those same people. With this roster so big, it's kind of you know how you time it. all. like if you're bringing them back, then do we get to see like the Gun Club and the Ass Boys uh, <laughs> throwing Jungle boy in the snow? If we're bringing back Anna J and
1: the Bunny, you know what? Maybe, if we maybe have not. That segment. Then I'm glad that we didn't get Anna J and the Bunny because I love that. <laughs> 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 but you know, it's it's one of those things that I think. They can do two things at once, where they can have that rotational booking, um, but also be more deliberate with the women in particular. Yes, um, they have enough women to have a whole show for them.
0: Yes, I they could.
1: I wouldn't be mad at that if they did that, and then also featured women in Dynamite and Rampage. You know, I just I have so much anxiety wondering who they're going to pull the trigger on for the title when I know they're eyeing up those releases (laughs) and just waiting to bring them in. Yeah. That's why, you know, I was as big of a get as Ruby Soho is. I just felt like it's, it's such a disservice to not have a clear picture of the title picture because I just, I don't know. I I just keep waiting for them to put it on someone who they just swooped in, who gets all of that buzz when they have such a solid roster of people who have been there and who are, I think, doing a really good job of establishing themselves as their own unique characters in AEW. Um, I don't know. They just, Tony totally makes me nervous.
0: I think, really, <laughs> I think what the women's style needs possibly... Is more defenses uh, yes. on TV? I think you know, like, well, you say Britt Baker's a star. Well, she's got to prove it. Let her have let her have a run of just and, title deficiency. She can't. She's not. A, I don't know if if the women's division is in the place where Britt Baker can just talk it to life. I think she has to be on TV yeah. uh, defending that title and having big matches with it.
1: And I think part of the problem is the defenses that she does have are big matches. And so to me, it's like, okay, well, if this person can't, you know, take the belt from her, who is (laughs) like that's going to have to be a huge moment because they've had so many opportunities where it's like, you know, this could have been Rio's big moment to get the belt back. But it's like, if you don't do that, then what are you building to? Do they know?
0: Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining me uh, tonight. This is a wonderful conversation. Please let's do this again. I'm yeah. sorry. I am fading right now. No, it's no. All
1: right. Not- thank you for having me,
0: but thank you everyone so much for talking with us, chopping up pro wrestling, calling in much appreciated. I will see you next week after uh, dynamite and to can you please tell people where they can find you one more time?
1: Yes, you can find me on Twitter at scholar uh, and elbow. And, I hope to see some new faces over there. All right, folks. Thank y'all so much. Have a good night. Peace.